everyone, and welcome to Under the Fig Tree. I'm Troy. And I'm Bruce. And we're going to do something a little different today. We're going to do what we call a quick hit. Probably going to be like one of those uh, tell them why you're mad sessions. <laughs> or the old man rant or something. like. A- AKA quick rant. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into it, but uh, we had something on, it's actually on both of our hearts that we wanted to share. Uh, so Bruce, go ahead. Well, well, we're going to call this quick hit or quick rant, whichever one you prefer, <laughs> superstars. Superstars. One of the things you know, Troy, that that I think for me has been has become somewhat of a pet peeve. It's what I call the one man show. Yeah. And what I mean for the listeners by the one man show is the current way most church folk do church. We go to everybody leaves their home Sunday morning. They go to a one location, you know, whatever that location is, and they listen to the one individual. Yeah. Most times it's a man, but there are women pastors and such. So so they listen to the one individual, whoever is that one man show. I'm using one man show could be could be one woman show right. based on where you go. And in essence, there's nothing really wrong with that, except for me, Troy. And that's that's a throwback for those who have listened to some of our very, very first episodes. You remember for me, if you don't get it, go back and listen to some of our our, yeah. our early episodes and you'll get the for me statement. But for me, what I see God doing is bringing his church around to the way it started out. Sure. There's a particular scripture. I won't even go there. I'm just going to quote it. How is it, brethren, that when we come together... One has a song, one has a psalm, one has a word. The, it is obvious to me that the new New Testament church, I, I call us the old New Testament church, <laughs> but the new New Testament church in, in its infancy, they operated a particular way. Yeah, And you can't say that that was just because, because the Bible does say that they went from house to house, but they also went to the temple to as the well. To the temple as well, yep. So, so the method, the method that was set for how they were to operate was way more inclusive than it is today. Sure. There was an expectation that when brethren and sisters came together, that they were bringing their personal experiences that they had with God in the week, bringing those experiences with them. And then there would be an opportunity for them to be able to be a real part of Right. And it wasn't so centralized to the one person or, or to the one individual. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody had a part to bring to the table. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why I wanted to call it super superstars. Right. <laughs> not that we're, we're poking fun just a little bit. Right. But it's not mean spirited at all. But just to help believers understand that, man, number one, you have something to give. That's right. Don't disregard the fact that God has given every single one of us something that we are not only have to contribute, but should be able to contribute mm-hmm. when we come together for what we would call a church service. And that, that the way we do church today, there's just no avenue for that. What, what do you say about it? Yeah, I think we miss out a lot because um, my experiences with God could be different than your experience with God, and they probably will be different than your experience with God. I think the one thing that it does hurt, and I, I think this is fair to say this, uh-huh is when when we do things the way that we're doing them now with the one person, Yes, it gives the impression that the other people in the congregation are off the hook. Exactly. Which, what I mean by that is 
that that guy on the stage hears from God and you don't. Right. Right. So, and, and because we, we can take the lazy approach and a lot of times we do take the lazy approach. Yes. If God wants to tell me something, he'll tell it to my pastor. Yes. Yes. Right. Instead of me seeking God for myself and all this kind of stuff. Yes. It's funny because your pastor does not run your home. Right. He doesn't have more authority in your house than you do. That's right. So you need to hear from God yourself. That's exactly right. And I think once you start hearing from God, to your point, you, you come to realize, hey, I do have something to contribute. Yes. Absolutely, and man. If if you had an environment that was conducive for everyone to share, kind of like we do in these home gatherings and stuff like that, yes. it's explosive. It, it really is. And people, people, in my opinion, uh, and, and in, in my experience, people mature more. I would probably I think, use I think the a lot word quicker. more or quicker. I think so. You know, I think, I think there's a deeper level of maturity that happens. Certainly, certainly there's a, there's a deeper and greater level of identity that happens. That's a good point. You know? Yeah, that's a real good point. Yeah, because you can sit in a, in, a, in a big church, and big churches, you know, big is relative, you know? Sure. Big for some people might be 100 people. Mm-hmm. Big for some people might be 200,000 people, you know? Right. But if you're sitting in a church, you know, and it's more than just what we in America would call mama and them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just mom and them, right? Um, mom and dad and them. It's easy to hide. It is. So if you're not interested in contributing it's very easy to hide and just, you know, kind of show up and and become almost like what we call box checkers, right? Yeah. But here's the other side of it. If you know you're getting something from God and you have no avenue, you have no avenue. So yeah. now your your growth is stunted to some degree because when you come to the place that you you think rightly so I think where you assume and I believe rightly so mm-hmm. that you should this should be a safe place where I can go and say hey I believe I saw this I believe I heard this I yeah. believe you know and then but there's no avenue for that then to some degree I think those people's growth is stunted you know as well man well you shrink back you exactly you shrink back you know well I, said like why why do, I mean, is this really something I'm hearing from God? If there's no way to, to you know, for an outlet, you just begin to shrink back. I think it, it, it you digress. Yes. Uh, you, you stunt your own growth at that point yes. because there's nowhere to release that which God has already given you. So right, right. In that, we get to the point of the superstar. <laughs> we, we get to the point of the superstar. And, and sometimes... I want to be honest about this, you know, and I want to be as transparent uh, to our listeners as possible. I think sometimes what happens is the guy on the platform, even unknowingly at times, Mm -hmm. creates a codependency on himself. Yes. As opposed to the spirit of God. Yes. And so now you have to come to me. Yes. To get what you need. Yes. But the problem is you don't have everything. Exactly. That this person or all the people need. You don't have everything. I think in the in the um, in the effort to be the superstar. Yes. Now you try to obtain everything. Yes. And some things are just out of your lane. Yeah. You're not. Sure. You weren't sent here for that. It's not your purpose. So instead of just teaching about healing and stuff like this, yeah. now I have to teach about you know all kind of other things. When God yeah. sent me here 
just to teach this. Yeah, sure. And I sure. think uh, that's that's what lends itself to the superstar trying to maintain superstar status. Yeah. Uh, can can I go a step further? I'm I'm going to talk about our beloved pastors for a half a second. There's pastors all over the country. I won't even talk about over the world. I'm sure there are others in, in other countries as well. But just in America, there's pastors all over this country mm-hmm. that that labor to put together a message for a Sunday morning yeah, and deal with depression silently yeah. on Monday. Yeah. That ought not so to be. No. And I think part of it you just touched because – if I've if I've allowed if as a pastor if I have allowed myself to wear the weight of trying to meet every single need of the people in my parish or, or the people in my congregation what have you right and I don't learn how to share that or I don't learn how to grow others up I don't learn how to share that platform yeah I don't learn how to bring others in be in good solid relationships with others that are not pastors. So they're not just going to repeat what you say. Mm-hmm. They're going to give it the way God gave them. An evangelist is not a pastor. That is true. A prophet is not a pastor. That is true. An apostle, you, you know, mm-hmm. and so I, uh, you know, it, because it bothers me. Mm-hmm. I functioned as a, I, I stand in the office of the prophet, but I've, but God allowed me in this idea. Oh, but this is really good, Troy. I'll give my personal testimony. Because today, 38 years later, I see I can see better what God was doing. He drops me in as as a pastor for the first 20 years. Mm-hmm. Right. He only lets me touch the prophetic every now and then. Yeah. He's teaching me how to stay low. And that's the way he decided to do it. And so and so here here you have people in your congregation that are either prophets or prophetic. Mm-hmm. You have teach people in your congregation that are either evangelists or have an evangelistic tendency. You know? right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like to say that I'm a prophet with, with pastoral and apostolic tendencies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if you're not willing to recognize those and then begin to grow them up, then sure, you're going to default into trying to be everything to everybody mm-hmm. and then you're completely worn out on Monday and you think that that's normal. But there's no place in the word of God that lends to that. No. To me, that is that one-man show. To me, that is that superstar mentality when, as I started out saying, we're supposed to be able to come together. And I just want to encourage pastors, man. I just want to encourage church leaders who, who do this. And you know that if you're listening, you know that that's you. Right. That God, you know, I just don't believe that God has put that on you because Jesus said that if you lift him up, he would build his church. That's right. He didn't say he would use you to do it. He said that he would do it. He would build the church. He would build the church. But the church is supposed to be built on the revelation of who Jesus is, Mm -hmm. not on form, not on all the other things that we can do. I don't want to say tricks because I'm not trying to trivialize it, but yeah. I can't think of a better word right now, but not on not on the form and not on methodologies. That's what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. right? Of putting together a great sermon, making sure that you're dynamic in your, in your speaking. That's all going to happen if it's coming from a deep place inside of you, if it's coming from That's a right. place of conviction, if it's coming from a place of, if it's coming from a place of experience, it's going to happen. Yeah. You can't get around that. 
but you mentioned something about being low, and, and, I, and I wanted to touch that real quick, Troy. Yeah. When I look at God's mode of operation, his modus operandi, right? Mm-hmm. When I look at, when I go back and I look at, it's amazing how God always looks for either those that are low, and sometimes they're too low. Sometimes they have no confidence that they could do anything with God, and he has to bring them up some, but he doesn't have the issue of bringing them down. Correct. But every now and then, he'll pick somebody who he does have to bring down to zero. I like to say it like that. He brings them down to zero in order to, in order to use them in the way that he wants to use them. And there's a couple of people that comes to mind right away. Moses. Moses. Paul. You know, Paul. Yeah. Even it. Jesus. Yeah. Right? The Bible says he humbled himself. Right? Correct. We know that he humbled himself to the degree that he, God, comes in the form of his own son. Right. He leaves his place of glory. Great example. Emptied himself. Emptied himself. Exactly. And so our example of being a great leader and a great deliverer. Right. And a a great preacher and a great pastor and a great evangelist and a great apostle and a great prophet is Jesus Christ. And what did he do? He emptied himself. That's right. I'm going to say it. Yeah, I am. He he. And he didn't get any any awards for it. Yeah, he didn't he didn't attend any awards shows. Yeah, and got awards for singing a wonderful song. Preaching yes, a I great said sermon. it. Or preaching a great sermon. He wasn't looking for that. He wasn't on the Time Time Magazine as the U.S.'s. You know, you know. I'm not knocking that stuff. But what I'm seeing, Troy trying my best to put it in nice words because we're not trying to offend people. Correct. But what I'm seeing is we have an opportunity. I don't think we have much time left here before Jesus comes back. I don't either. I I really don't. I don't think there's a lot of time left. And there's places that I believe from a prophetic standpoint that we have to be within the next several years, within the next five to seven years that we have to be, that God is trying to get us to but he's not going to make us. It requires our cooperation as it always has. And one of them is changing the dynamic of the one, the superstar. Yeah. And making room to grow other people up in your churches, grow other people up, recognize that you're not the only person that you're not the pastor and the prophet and the evangelist and the teacher and the, you know, that no, but there are probably some that God has put around you and you just have to be willing to recognize them and give them a place to grow and give them a place to mature and even let them make their mistakes. Of course. Um, one thing I've taught before in the past, especially with leadership classes, Bruce, is, is that you could see the effectiveness of Moses' leadership yes. in Joshua's ability to conquer. Oh, boy, that's so good. So Moses wasn't sent to conquer Right. Yes. But, but the training that he gave Joshua. Yes. Uh, how to approach God, how yes. to be in the presence of God, how yeah. to obey God, the importance of all that. Great. Example. That's what gave Joshua the ability to conquer Canaan. Great. Example. And, and what it, we could look at Moses as a superstar, but Moses didn't even look at himself as a superstar. That's right. Moses understood, you know, at some point I, I can't go in. Yes. Yes. And, and I'm going to have to raise somebody up. And Joshua yes. spent so much time with him. It just made sense. Yeah. For our pastors that are out there that you may be struggling with this and you might feel like the weight of the world is on you. Yeah. Uh, it is very important for you to pull people in. Yep. 
and start to train those people and develop Sir. those people. Can, can I say this? You don't have to preach every Sunday. Oh, my. Come on, Troy. You don't have to preach every Sunday. Oh, boy. You have qualified people there. And if you don't have qualified people there, why not? Why not? What, what are you not doing? Exactly. So you, you don't have to do everything. You don't have to be everything to everybody. Jesus was, as far as the Ephesians 4 model, he, he, was, he sat in all five offices. He sure did. But then what he did before he went up, he broke them. He, he broke them. And then he handed them out. And distributed them. Yeah, so, so you don't to have the to. Body. To the body. So you don't have to become That's exactly everything. right. No, no man or woman of God should be worn out. No. On no. Monday. No. No. I, I don't believe it. No. I don't believe every time that I've preached under the anointing of God, I have been so energized. Mm-hmm. I was ready to go run through a troop and climb up a wall, man. There you go. You know, so so I don't buy the idea that the anointing wears you out. No. I, I just don't. No, I got I you. think you're gonna sleep well, but I'm so I'm not even talking about being tired. I'm not talking about even just being exhausted. I want to make sure I'm talking about burnt out. I'm talking about yeah. Um, I think Bonna is one of them that they, they kind of monitor and they ask a lot of questions and they put all this data together. The yeah. Bonna group, I think they're one of them. There's others, right? But I'm talking about information, you know, about pastors who are willing to confess that they deal with depression yeah. on Monday. Yeah. That is not supposed to happen. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. And that's, listen, for, and not just, I don't want to just talk to the pastor. I want to talk to everybody else too. Pray for the person that's praying for you. Yes. You need to pray for your pastors. You need to pray for your spiritual leaders. Yes. And I think that goes a long way. Help them in prayer. Yeah. And the way you help them in prayer is that you just ask God to help them to see that they don't have to be everything. That's right. I'm, I'm real interested in how this turns out when we finally put this out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I am too. I, I would, if I may, Troy, I want to close with this and then yeah. I, and then I think we're done, you know, yeah. uh, uh, given whatever you want to uh, close out with, but I want to say this one, this one last thing you've heard me say this many times and I want to say it and I hope it's an encouragement, not an indictment, but an encouragement to leaders all over that might listen to this. The Lord said to me one day, he said, I, I'm, I'm trying to bring my leaders to a place where they understand that it's secret place or celebrity. That's right. You can't have both. You either choose to hang out with me in the secret place or you choose to become a celebrity. And he said it's one or the other, and he wants every one of his leaders to choose one. So I want to I want to end with that. It's secret place or celebrity, and God is saying choose one because you can't have both. And here's a, and here's a hint that I got from him: Jesus is the only celebrity in the secret place. <laughs> That's right. He's yeah. the only superstar. That's what we call him the superstar. I love it. Full stop. This is a great way to end. I'm Troy. I'm Bruce, and we will see you next time under the fig tree.